Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. I am sitting in a business meeting room of the Patricia Hotel in the heart of the downtown east side of Vancouver with a band called Faith Healer. I have two members sitting here with me, and I'd love it if I could get each of you to introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Jessica. Uh, I sing and play guitar in Faith Healer. My name is Renee, and I play guitar in Faith Healer. Typically, I do the interview in the tour van, but this wasn't an option for you guys, so why don't you tell me a little bit about your day? Uh, can I swear on this, or? <laughs> Not copiously. Okay, well, suffice it to say that our van is messed right now, and so we're, we have it stored in somebody's backyard uh, so that we can try and fix it tomorrow. <laughs> that's, that's it, basically. <laughs> the window won't roll down. Roll up. Ro- ro- roll up. It won't roll up. It did roll down, which was kind of ironic you know what i mean you roll into the vancouver and you, and, and the window won't roll up We're, like, it was like so sunny yeah. it's the first time you feel the sun like we felt the sun in, in months and and then uh, we were like oh the sun is so nice roll down the window it's been having a little bit of problems so we should have just avoided it probably anyways so this is a little bit of a problem because although it was a sunny day outside today, it is the end of February and there's still snow melting on the ground. So a window that won't close is a bit of a problem. Yeah, and it'll, it'll continue to be a problem because we're, you know, playing in a lot of uh, places where you shouldn't leave your, well, nowhere should you leave your window all the way down. Um, <laughs> but especially not, you know, downtown Vancouver and I assume not the Seattle or Portland or the next few places we're playing. So yes. hopefully we can figure it out uh, tomorrow because it's been kind of freaky so far. All right. Well, hopefully this interview is a chance for you guys to chill out because you've been dealing with stress all day. So why don't we all chill out by listening to a Faith Healer song? I'm going to play the title track off your second record, Try. So imagine for a second that. Somebody may have never heard of Faith Healer before, and here's your chance to prepare them for the wild ride they're about to go on. (laughs) Get ready to rock. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) Great. (laughs) (laughs)
Welcome back to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard the track, Try. It's the title track off the second record by a band called Faith Healer. I have two members of the band here with me. I have Jessica, I have Renee. So, Jessica, how would you like to tell us a little bit more about this song? Uh, sure, so this, like you said, is the title track of our latest album, which we put out in September. It is the magnum opus of the album. Centerpiece. <laughs> it's the centerpiece. It it's 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 got an emoticon in the title, winky face to be specific, uh, and it's about um, not giving up. <laughs> Appropriate for today because you've had a lot of opportunity to be frustrated. But I want to talk about the winky face. I'm going to say I use the winky face a lot, but. Unlike you, I do not put in the little dash for the nose. Yeah, the nose dash makes a big difference. A, if in this day and age, if you put just the like um, colon and then the um, closing parenthesis or whatever, then it often will automatically correct to, or like when you hit enter on your status or whatever, then it corrects to a picture, an emoji. So putting that dash in there, A, it looks kind of cute, and B, it ensures that it's not going to automatically correct to the uh, picture. The best way to bypass it, the best way to bypass it is to use the, ze- the, the, the O, the lowercase zero, or lowercase O. For the nose? For the nose. Because that, that, that's how you ensure that you don't get the emoji. <laughs> but it's like dash. a clown. But the dash can sometimes do it too. Like, I've gotten emojis from Dash. Yes. This is important stuff. Why are we trying to avoid the emoji? Um, we just like the emoticon better, I think. It, it's more representative of uh, where we come from. You know, the early days of MSN, for instance. Uh, you know, it's just... It's just I'm done. (laughs) Jessica, a.k.a. Faith Healer, you put out a record under your own name in 2011 and decided then to create the Faith Healer Project. You did this because you said that you were tired of the shows being offered to female singer-songwriters. So I wanted to ask you to tell me more. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it feels like I'm so far removed from sort of that way of thinking by now that although I know I said that a million times, um, I haven't thought about it in a while. But what I would say is just that I thought that having a band name would allow me to um, not feel so uh, stuck performing in a specific way, you know, like introspective singer-songwriter kind of stuff. It's like, it seems like if you have a band name, you're a lot more um, free to do whatever you want with it. And I definitely felt back when I was performing under my own name, I, I kind of felt like there was this one area that I fit in on bills, and that was the area that I was um, getting offered all the time. And there were these other bills that I saw that I thought were cooler, and I wanted to be a part of them, but I would never get them, you know. And so it just seemed like giving it a band name gives it some kind of anonymity so people aren't like oh yeah that's singer-songwriter Jessica Jalbert they're like oh who knows it's Faith Healer it's a band let's check this band out I don't know <laughs> interesting way of thinking about it but it looks like it's worked out so you then changed your name to Faith Healer your first record was Cosmic Troubles you worked a little bit with Renee on that and then he's officially joined the band with Try so people can get an idea of Renee and his storied history in Canadian music why don't we talk a little bit about him so say for instance you are going to 
tell your grandma about Renee's music. How would you describe it? Well, I would tell her there's, you know, a, a very talented and uh, visionary type musician that I enjoy working with. In fact, we worked with quite heavily together on Cosmic Troubles. It was still just the two of us, so it's not it's not um, actually much different for this record than it was for the other two records. But anyway, I would just say that uh, this is a, a, a great musician that I like to work with. <laughs> Check it out, Grandma. All right, well, while we talk about Renee and his contribution to Faith Healer, why don't you pick one of his solo tracks for us to play in the background? Uh, sure, why don't you play uh, Could Have It Been Me <laughs> by Sugar Glider. By Sugar Glider. Uh, on Sugar Glider, Rennie Wilson record. Um, a song that has a grammatical error in the title that I think is also quite visionary because uh, you've got to make language work for you. like could have it been me could have I was like kept on repeating it to myself over and over and I was like I convinced myself that that was the right way to say it I was like could it have been me could have it been me and I just back and forth back and forth just driving home in my car and I said it to myself over and over and I convinced myself that it was the right way and that's when I decided to go for it even though I didn't reference but how do you reference a grammar thing I guess you could just type it up, and <laughs> then the, the Google will correct it, but maybe not so much in 2011. Language is a malleable thing. It's evolving. It can change with our usage of it. So, now that we've heard a little bit of this track, why don't, Renee, you tell us, why don't you contrast these two projects for you? Well, I haven't had a whole lot of time to work on my own stuff in a while, but that's because I do music uh, for my job, for a living, and Faith Healer is like my creative outlet in a way. I mean, I don't, it didn't kind of start, it doesn't start with that in mind, because Jessica comes to me with the music, and like, then we hash it out, much like I, w- I would do with another client of mine, let's say, but with Jessica, like, we have a long, like, you know, we've been working together for a long time. So we have like a collaborative process. And that's why she says that it's the same process for the last record too, because she basically just hired me for this thing, like last time. And then we agreed that like we both need to like do it because we both put so much into it. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Faith Healer's great. I mean, like this is my band. I, it's not like it's totally separate from Rennie Wilson project, but I haven't really thought about that. I mean, I've thought about it, but I haven't had time to really get into it. So, Renee, I didn't know that you would be here and doing this interview with me, but I think this is a great opportunity. Yeah, it's a great surprise. Hi. (laughs) So, that leads me to another question, and that question is, why don't you guys take me through the conversation to get Renee to come on the road with you? It kind of just seemed like obviously that was going to happen. The conversation about um, having Renee as like full partner in Faith Healer came together while we were working on the last record because like Renee said I I bring the music I'm doing air quotes in but it's like pretty 
um, unrefined. It's extremely unrefined. Um, and it's not got like a real strong direction off the bat. And so when we were working on it, it was more collaborative even than the last couple, the last two records, by far actually, I'd say. And I had thought about asking Renee to be a part of the project, but I was like unsure for two reasons. One, I thought like he would maybe consider that a disc because I'd be like, well, you're not working on your project, so why don't you just join mine? <laughs> and then I also was like, you know, is that a good, is it a good idea to, um, to turn this into not just my own thing, you know, like, it, so I was like uncertain about it, but I had even like drafted an email before we had, were working together being like, Hey, what do you think about this? But then I didn't send it. Cause I was like, well, I don't want to like diss him or whatever. Um, I know I, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't. Well, and the, and one other aspect, which we were talking about, which actually is when the conversation came up about us, like joining forces for the band was, uh, I, you know, I, I paid for the recording out of try with my money, right? Like, and then one we hit a stride at one point while we were recording, and we were like, you know, smoking pot in, in the studio and like thinking about songs and stuff. And we were like, oh, we should make another record right away. Like, we we're already hitting our stride. Let's like just do another one right away. And I was like, I can't afford that. Like, there's no way. And then we started being like, well, what if you know, like we, you know, what if this was both of our thing? And then like that would kind of change like temper some of the costs you know and stuff like that so that's that's part of it yes. <laughs> she wouldn't have to pay me if i was in the band permanently <laughs> jessica that actually sounds pretty smart <laughs> yeah i'm really smart <laughs> so i think that we should hear another song i'm gonna play and waiting off the new record try winky emoticon so how about jessica you tell us a little bit about that before we hear it so the song waiting um, is the first tune off the album. It's about waiting for a long time and how, like, you know, the anticipation of something is often a lot better than the realization of the thing, which is both a pessimistic and optimistic way of looking at life, I guess, you know. You're, it's great to anticipate and to hope for something and to get excited about something that's going to happen when it actually happens. Sometimes it's, you know, sometimes it's what you thought it would be and sometimes it's nothing even close to it but that feeling of like oh what's gonna happen is kind of sweet <laughs>
Welcome back to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard the track, Waiting Off the Record, Try Winky Emoticon by the band Faith Healer. I have Jessica and Renee here, both from the band. Renee, how would you like to tell us a little bit about the song? Well, I like the song. Um, Jessica did not like the song, right, for the first while. It was the first song that we tried to record. She's shaking her head saying, no, I did not like it. Yeah, the song I've always liked, maybe when we first recorded, it was like Renee was saying, the first tune that we started recording, and it had a really unique quality to it that was a little bit like crunched in the vocal and a little bit like there was just some aspect to it that I was like this isn't really this is weird this is not what (laughs) I thought would happen Um, but we came back to this song a couple times throughout the process like you know we considered it like finished so early on in the in this in the process of making the record but um, we came back to it so many times so it's really probably one of the um ones that we worked a bit more on even just like you know um like in the editing process you had a lot of the song is edited digitally digitally edited it's digitally edited glad we got that on the record (laughs) it was digitally edited folks digitally you guys both used to work in a record store together jessica you still work in a record store so i thought i would ask you the big picture question what is a record store's value in the age of streaming i i think that you know it's definitely changing like its value used to be uh really curatorial in a way people used to go into record shops to get told what to listen to you know like oh you know what's cool right now and then you come up with something and and recommend it and people take it home and it's a surprise it's different now i don't think that it has that same value anymore because everything is online people check it out like you see people wandering through the aisles looking at something and like youtubing it instead of bringing it over to listen to at the listening station you know because it's so much more convenient so like Everybody's buying what they specifically know. And I think the curatorial aspect has definitely moved over to, like, blogs and stuff like that and is no longer necessarily the in-person thing. But the record store... I mean, and I've worked in record store that shut down, and now I'm working at one that's a lot more, like, successful and maintainable. And a big part of that is because we're really tailoring to an an audience that we already know will buy it, you know? We already know that the new Mumford & Sons is going to sell 100 copies in the first week or whatever, you know. And so we're not trying to curate anymore as much. That's kind of like a side fun thing that you get to do with some customers who you're like, you know, bros with and you... You, you can be like, hey, check this out. I just heard this. It's really cool. But generally speaking, that's not the job anymore. Now it's just like it has value because there's not that many places where you can go to buy something physical in your life, I think. A lot of things are being digitized, like at the risk of sounding like a grandma here. You know, even though there's some, you know, consumer aspects of any kind of store that kind of has you has you rolling your eyes, like you already have... Nirvana, never mind on CD. You don't need it on vinyl. What if you need it on CD again? This is my question for you. Then you'll buy it on CD. It's still available. At Blackbird. At Blackbird. At Blackbird, yes. Um, right. Anyway, it's just it's just great to have a shop. It's kind of like a, it's kind of just like a figurehead now, a record store, because you could just order that off Amazon for cheaper. I'm not gonna, you know, pretend that our prices are better than Amazon. They just can't be. So I did think it's, you know, it's like a cafe or it's like a, 
it's like a place for people to go and be around other people that dig music and stuff like that you know it's it's more just like a figurehead than a way of finding out about new music so i read that just before adele went in to record and start writing for her record 21 which was the big record that made her she made the conscious decision to go and work for a record store so that she could immerse herself in music and get used to the temperature of music in that era now i'm not saying that faith healer is at all like adele but i am saying you do work in a record store so i'd love you to tell me about how that has influenced your music well i mean contrary to adele um it's like you know somebody who has to like act like a a coke addict in a movie and so they like you know do coke for a week and they're like oh yeah i'm hard now um (laughs) no offense to adele so i mean i'm sure she realizes that too it's an interesting thing to do but uh she could just listen to like spotify playlists or whatever she would want to do um it's just that that's kind of just like a cute story i do know that working in the store influences my musical choices and stuff like that because i'll hear new things that uh, that I might find interesting or I might find off-putting and know what I want to either avoid or pursue. I don't really focus on like what I think the musical climate is now and what like might be palatable for audiences right now, you know? Like it's more about what I think sounds cool or fun to do, I guess. So how about you give me one record that you found via the record store that you think's cool that people might not obviously know about? Uh, well, I'll just bring this up because uh, that's such a hard question for me usually, but last night in Kamloops we were listening to this band Total Control, and I realized when they put it on that I was like, oh yeah, that's a new band that I really like. I had not heard their new record yet, so I, I, I only heard it a little bit last night. It sounded cool. Yeah, at the party. Last record? I don't know if it was the last one. I, I went uh, to the van quite early in the night, but it was uh, the band's called Total Control anyway. And they're super cool. I think they're from Australia, and this, their latest record, which I think came out in like December, is, um, is their third, really cool band, three great records that people should check out. So Renee, can you describe this band in one sentence for people who've never heard of them? <laughs> Total Control. I've never heard them. But weren't you at that party? Yeah, but I wasn't paying attention. Even though we all wanted to go to bed, you know, we're on tour now, and it's Friday night for everyone else. But we're just like we just played in Kamloops. We want to go to sleep. We got a bigger show in, in, in Vancouver tomorrow. But I was sleeping and I was listening to some synth pop record. These people were kind of punkish. They're punkish kind of folks. Is Total Control punk? Sounds like a punk band. They appeal to punks, but they're like a little bit more yeah, like synth synth pop sort of. It's like okay. um, it, it's like uh, it's rock music, I think. Okay, so this band, I was just like. I was had my shorts on my head and my earplugs in, and I was like lying on my sleeping bag on the floor, listening to like them, the people who had the house crank this record like full blast. But you know what? It was pretty good. I don't even know what it was. I don't even know what I was talking about. But I don't know how to answer the question about total control. But these people had decent taste in music. That's all I can say. I don't think they liked this very much, or no. one of them didn't at least. Well, I'm sure that's not true. No, I, I don't think they liked us either. It was pretty, it, it felt pretty, it was pretty, the signals were definitely there that they didn't like us that much. They didn't sense that we were punk too, <laughs> but they just blind because they're punks. Punks are blind to this kind of thing. Jessica, Renee, thank you very much for spending some time with me tonight. I do appreciate it. The last song I let the band pick. So why don't you pick a Faith Healer song for us all to hear? Perhaps pick a song that may not get radio play but 
you cherish it for some strange and bizarre reason that you can tell us before we hear it? Well, now that you've said it would have to be a song that may not get radio play, it changes the decision that we just very quickly (laughs) made. Nevertheless, yeah, we'll say Suffering Creature, which is uh, the second last tune on the new album. And that one came together really quick because it's so easy, because there's nothing unique about it, but it has a lot of fun energy. <laughs> it's a really fun song. Uh, it's really just a good old time. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's, just, uh, it's just a nice, quick rock and roll tune. And the song once more is? Suffering Creature. All right, guys, thank you very much for being on my show. Thank you. Thank you. My name is Jessica, and I'm in a band called Faith Healer, and you're listening to the interview show with your host, Scott Wood. Hello, my name is Renee Wilson, and I am in a band called Faith Healer, and this is the interview show with your wonderful host, Scott Wood. Well, thank you. I like that. Scott Wood. You're welcome. Scott Wood.